So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day, Ninja Lay. Great stuff. Pat really reaches into the minds of successful entrepreneurs and presents them in a fantastic format through these podcasts. Five stars. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want, or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. Okay, Rockstar Nation, boy, we have a good, solid guest today. You know, we're going to talk about real estate farming and we've had a lot of guests on the show that have built massive amount of I just say massive listing business based on farming and I think that a lot of agents are reluctant to because in the beginning it seems like quite a large investment and in order to keep it up it's a large investment but the agents that have stuck with it are you know making millions and I really do believe that listings are the name of the game and in this market you want to be a listing agent and quite frankly farming is one of the main ways to be a listing agent. So I invited Adam Long on the show. Adam is with Smart Zip, and uh, he can tell you what they do. But we're going to talk about three major trends that are coming down the pike right now or are actually already here with regards to farming. It is not the same farming techniques that your grandfather used. Farming is different today than it was even five, ten years ago, and we're going to dig deep into how you can be a smarter farmer, how you can make more money farmer, and how you can be more effective. So anyways, uh, without further ado, Adam Long, welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you, Pat, and thanks for having me, and I'm excited to be uh, joining the Rockstar Nation today. So I, I really appreciate that, and I think you make a great point with, you know, it's not your grandfather's farming, it's not your parents' farming, you know, it is a new age, and the world is constantly evolving and it's no different than real estate. When I've been with SmartZip for six years after you know spending 10 years in the lending industry before I was lured over here based on kind of this company. So I've been able to kind of watch things change in farming and it's really an exciting thing you know, because anybody who farms successfully, as it sounds like a lot of your, a lot of the group here does, you know, they know it takes some time, but that that effort pays off. It's worth it, especially when done right. Yeah, absolutely. So and, yeah, just real quick, tell us what, what is SmartZip? So SmartZip is a data and analytics company that combines predictive analytics, big data, and figuring out which homes are going to sell in a given area. And then we multi-touch, multi-channel marketing platform that we automate to put the agent in front of the people and help make that connection with really the goal that it's strategic farming and let's help speed up the process. It's not overnight, yeah. but rather than yeah. having farming take you 18 months, you know, maybe with us and our help, we get there faster than that. More of a rifle approach than a shotgun approach. We're farming in the there past. It's always been a shotgun where you're, 
sending out multiple pellets everywhere, whether someone bought a house last week or whether they bought a house 20 years ago. So you're just being smart about farmers. So we'll get into more of that later, but let's jump into these sure. trends that are coming down the pike. Okay, so the first trend is data is here to stay. Tell me about that. Absolutely. So, you know, to step out of real estate for a second, when we think about, you know, data and, you know, everything about it, how it's being used, you know, think about BMW. Do they send big color brochures to recent college grads? Mostly not. You know, no, if someone uh, is watching Nickelodeon, are there Budweiser commercials on Nickelodeon? No, because it's not the target audience. That's not who you want to be talking to. Just like, you know, the person who lives in a home for five years and just got a promotion and just added on to the house or just put in a pool, they're not doing that to sell the house. They're probably doing that, most likely, because they're going to be there long term. So, you know, that's where data really helps people to target who they're marketing to. And one of the things that I want to bring up is that there's a lot of different ways to do that. You know, we, I talked a little bit about how SIP does it, but there's other companies out there that you can pick and choose the individual bits of data that you want to use. Meaning, just tell me, you know, how long in there, how old is the homeowner, you know, and these other two factors, and that's all I want, right? So you can do that, and you can get data on your side at a really low cost, which is really smart. And I know Inman Connect was just last week, you know, and one of the companies I follow a lot with their leadership is Google, and Dan, the head industry for automotive and real estate, placed his bets in speech was all about predictive analytics and machine learning. So when we talk about data is here to stay, you know, that's really what I'm talking about, is being able to harness information that we couldn't otherwise get and let it tell me who should I be talking to in my neighborhood? Who should I be really farming, you know, and paying the most attention to when thinking about who might be selling? Yeah, and there's tons of companies out there now. I have an investment in one of them that, that has predictive analytics on, you know, what certain audiences are buying at certain sporting events and things like that. Like they won't, some of them will sell Budweiser and others will sell Coors Light dependent upon where the actual sporting event is and, and what the population is there and what the trends are there. It all comes together and then they'll, they'll tell Absolutely. the stadium and the sports team, you know, no, you don't want to sell Bud here. This is not Bud country. You can make so much more money doing Coors Light or whatever it is. And that, that sort of thing is happening everywhere. And if you're a smart company, and in this case, a smart realtor, you're looking at data. So that's all good stuff. And I love the concept of data is here to stay, meaning... <laughs> You know, a lot of people think that, you know, all this old fashioned ways of getting business are, are going to go away, but it's really not. So let me specifically about that. Let's pretend that I live in a neighborhood of uh, 25 houses and I, I don't want to hire you. I just want to figure this out on my own. What are some bootstrapped ways that I could figure it out on my own? Who is going to move next? Sure. That, that's a different approach than we take, but absolutely, you know, a great way to kind of look at it and go about it. So I want to know a little something about the people. I want to know a little something about the home. I want to know a little something about their financial situation. So, you know, maybe a combination of how long have they lived there? How old are their kids? Because I see them out in the neighborhood, right? And then, you know, in this neighborhood in the past, do people move in or out based on school-aged children? That's a big one tie that back to maybe something about the mortgage as well. What's that? When is a typical time people move? Right before their kids go to high school or right after their kids go to high school or both? 
Well, it, you know what? And I think that's what the neighborhood experts here in the Rockstar Nation really know probably about their neighborhood, that each one is specific, right? So Scottsdale, Arizona is different than Paradise Valley is different than Phoenix, even though they're just miles apart. So in a lot of neighborhoods, just like you said, people move out before high school or move in, you know, try to move into that neighborhood before high school. So, you know, trying to study the trends of what's happened there before with what you're, you know, with the local expertise about, say, the school district is that, you know what, I've noticed that people usually kind of get moving, you know, before their kids get to be six or seven years old because they want to get them into this school district. And I think that's really the way to look at it is knowing your neighborhood well yeah, so and start, using that data to attention. help you. Like now that you said that, mm -hmm. I, I can see for, from my neighborhood where I moved out of, we moved out yeah. two, two years after my youngest graduated high school. And the people mm -hmm. that bought the house had a freshman going into high school. There and I go. think that's typical. I think it's typical that in a lot of neighborhoods, people move out after high school because they, they valued education. So they got into a decent school district for the education. And then they, you know, said, well, there's no sense paying all this money now uh, because our kids are in college or out of high school. So, so everybody's neighborhood's different. But that's great. It's good for you guys to start thinking about this, to start thinking about you know, why do people move? When do people move in your neighborhood? And how can you connect with them and treat them like a super client rather than just a random, you know? You had to make exactly. it all a day. You make it to the person who just had somebody graduate high school in your zip code like that. Okay, so the second uh, trend that you're talking about here is multi-touch. Multi-touch. Mm -hmm. What in the heck is multi-touch? So multi-touch is based on, you know, the theory and understanding that in a neighborhood, in an area, in a farm, different people react to different things. Um, and if we think about all the different ways to market to a group, think digital, think social, think email, print mail, phone calls, door knocking, face-to-face, -face, you know, all the different ways that we can get in front of people that we want to be talking to in our farm, whether data told us they're likely to sell or it's just us doing our farming technique and talking to as many as people as possible and getting ingrained in the neighborhood. Different people are going to react to whether you call them on the phone, right? Or if I'm, you know, knocking on the door or if I'm just sending them a letter in the mail. So multi-touch is the theory that I want a handful of different kinds of marketing, different mediums, and get out in front of my farm with that. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been eBooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. You know, as people react, 
continue to you know market to them and continue to interact with them in the way they see fit some people never answer email pat but if you hit them up on facebook or text they're back to you in 10 seconds right so figuring out what people respond to is what i mean by multi-touch because if all you do is send a postcard or all you do is Facebook marketing, you're only going to get a segment of your farm to respond. But if you can do a little bit of each, you know, obviously within budget and it makes sense, you're going to figure out how people like to interact with you. And then through your own CRM, right, your own organizational skills, continue to, to interact with them until we can get to an outcome where I feel confident that they would use me if they're ready to sell their home or, you know, maybe they're ready to sell it now. So that's what I mean by multi-touch. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, in the olden days, you know, you could just send out a postcard just right. sold every week to a neighborhood and become the neighborhood expert. And that is still a touch, but it's not a multi-touch. So, you know, mm -hmm. not only do that, but get on the Facebook group of, you know, your neighborhood's swap page where they swap things or sell things for cheap. Get on the the one where they complain about things and, and talk about lost dogs yeah. and cats, like next door. Door, yeah. Next door, definitely get on next door. If, it, if your neighborhood doesn't have a next door, start a next door for the neighborhood mm -hmm. and then show up to all the events, right? Any event that they have, any pool party that they have, any dumpster day, blood drive, any of that stuff. And if it doesn't exist, create it, right? Create a blood drive, Red Cross will do it for free and uh, create a dumpster day you know it costs uh, two three hundred bucks to rent a dumpster for a day and uh, you just have everybody come dump their stuff their junk there and sponsor and just stand there all day long there's tons of things you can do sure. tons of our rock stars have done it uh, if you go to hybendigital.com and just type in in the search bar farming you'll see all the brilliant agents out there that are making millions on farming. So uh, there's lots of ideas. But anyway, so that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Multi-touch is the way to go. Okay. Let's go into number three. You talk about provide content, be an expert. What does that mean? Yeah. So this comes from, you know, as I talked about a little bit earlier, six years of, of watching realtors succeed, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, really making a concerted effort to understand what coaches are coaching on, listening to great podcasts like this one. You know, and one of the themes that I hear from all the successful coaches, teams, you know, real estate leaders is to come from content. Don't just prospect, don't just solicit looking for business and business alone, because that's not the way to develop long-term lasting relationships. And coming from content means, it segues perfectly from what you just said, set up next door or become an expert or utilize next door so the people in your neighborhood, in your community, in your condo building, if you're down in Miami or in Manhattan, right? You know, that those people see you as the person who's here, lives here, works here, is the expert on this building. So be a part of the neighborhood. As you mentioned, community events, promoting local charities, school fundraising, food drive, all these things, you know, in my estimation and in watching it play out, transform an individual from a realtor that wants to sell your house to the expert in the neighborhood that can help you sell your house. And you know, if I'm in those shoes and that's how I'm farming my neighborhood, getting to know the people, I want them to look at me as a resource. So I'm providing market updates. I'm providing, you know, different information about things happening in the community. You know, really showing myself as just, you know, one of the neighbors that also happens to be an absolute expert on the neighborhood and on real estate. Makes that conversation so easy. So all these things kind of segue into each other from, you know, understanding who I should talk to most or treat differently in, in, in my neighborhood to marketing to them in different ways to being an expert. And I think following those three step, that three step plan, you know, 
has it so that you really become a successful farmer, as I know a lot of people in the Rockstar Nation understand already. But I think following that T, you know, really helps everybody out. Yeah. Yeah. And make a concerted effort. I think that's a lot of people will say, you know, they'll sell one or two houses in the neighborhood and say, I'm a neighborhood expert. <laughs> the reality is, and I can, I, I learned this firsthand when I was selling, you know, I used to, I sold like a hundred houses in one neighborhood and I was touting neighborhood expert, neighborhood expert. And I'll never forget this. And I went on a listing appointment and I lost it to a newer agent. And, you know, I called the people back and I'm like, what happened? You know, I'm the, I'm the king of the neighborhood and, and they're like, can we be honest? And I was like, yeah, they're like, how could you call yourself a neighborhood expert? You just showed us these comps. You didn't know much about them. You hadn't seen the houses, which was true because, you know, there was probably at any given time, 10 or so houses for sale in this neighborhood. And a brand new agent came in. She had previewed every single house. She had written detailed notes on every single house had detailed information that you didn't have about the sales that happened and she was able to tell us so much more about what was going on in the neighborhood than you so just because the fact that you sold 100 houses in this neighborhood doesn't mean your neighborhood extra this brand new agent was much more of a neighborhood extra and i lost the listing and i'll never forget that and and good on her because the new agent good on her because she became a neighborhood expert uh, sure. that day you know for that appointment hmm. and gave the content right and gave content yeah well let me ask you then how did, how did you adjust to that i mean i know you have you know an immense level of success when selling and in real estate you know how did that affect what you did next um in your business yeah so so from that point on i just started paying a lot more attention to the market analysis a lot of times i was at the point there where i wouldn't even read the things before i went into the house you know i would just show up and pull out the comps that my assistant had had produced and I became more involved in the pricing of the home uh, before I went out there and the knowing of the home and if I could certainly preview houses certainly drive by houses you spend 20 minutes before the appointment at least driving by all the comps you know what I mean and so I could sure you know that one backs the railroad tracks or that one has a a yard that slopes down to the front so it makes yours better because you have a flat yard sure little things that the mls might not show or mention so what so are some really, really coming back yeah it's great what are some specifics of what agents can mail out today other than you know just sold just listed cards that are like more specific that are more engaging Right. Did you say what other kinds of marketing pieces? I've cut out a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, marketing pieces. Yeah. yeah. So I've seen some great ones, uh, and one of the things ties these two things together, and that is, you know, a printed or handwritten letter, or kind of a digitally handwritten letter that ties in different things because it's customizable, and you have a whole page. Now, when I get an envelope in the mail and I see my name and address and a stamp on it, I open it up. So I get a couple in my neighborhood from a the realtor who helped us buy our house but B, all some other ones that farm and market that neighborhood. And I've seen with, you know, great things as we head into summer, different tips for, you know, keeping your house cool or, you know, different things to do in the wintertime to, to insulate your house better, to get better energy. You know, different tips like that really help. I also pay attention when I get things where, you know, the agent or individual is doing something in the community. Like, you know, I, I took my daughter to an Easter egg hunt 
that was put on by a real estate agent. They didn't ask anything. They just put something out there and did an Easter egg hunt at the local park right down the street. I saw it and I thought, that's a great idea and I want to support it. So I, I didn't forget that when that came in. So, you know, those postcards are great. The handwritten letters that you can get out there through a lot of different vendors are really good because I think they get the highest response rate get people's attention. So those are different ways to, again, I think tie in things that people usually don't do in terms of that handwritten piece, but then also a way to really brand yourself and show yourself in the neighborhood of providing content, you know, of doing things like a, a breakfast with Santa or an Easter egg hunt. You know, those for me always resonate. And as I talk to different successful agents around the country, a lot of them are doing that kind of thing. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. So let's say that I'm a brand new agent or not a brand new agent, but even just an agent. And I want to, this is really hot neighborhood, right? I know that the houses sell well. It has a good average sales price range. I want to get in. Okay. Somebody else has got it wrapped up, right? An agent mm. has had it wrapped up for 10 years and I want to break in there and take that from them, which happens. I can tell you firsthand you know, over yeah. my 30 years in real estate, you know, I had neighborhoods locked up certain years solid and I let them go to other agents who now have them locked up or had them locked up. I mean, it, it, it happens. Generations of, I don't know how you want to say it, but neighborhood experts change. So how do I sure. force change on a neighborhood expert that is in a neighborhood I want to be in? Sure. No, great question and really relevant to a lot of people out there who want to expand their reach or, or break into a new neighborhood, like you said. And I think two things come to mind, you know, and I'll expand upon them a little bit. Number one is having a plan, right? Not just saying I want to do it, but how am I going to do it? And I think our three trends, you know, can help people do that. But number two, getting that first one and then circle prospecting. Right. So if I get that first sign, that first, you know, elusive sign yard, you know, then what I can do is I can go around to the people around there and I can talk to them. You know, I can introduce myself. I can do something that provides content. I can talk about how I just sold Marie and her husband's house. You know, I can talk about how, you know, now I'm talking to Pat, you know, and then if I'm using data to talk to the right people, here I am, I can get, you know, one sign here on Cherry Lane and then one over here on Orange Street, you know, and then another one. And that's how I really begin. But it comes back to the first part, I think, Pat, and that's, that's having a plan. How am I going to approach these people? What am I going to say? What are the different channels that I'm going to do? 
because I've often said there's two options. I got time or money. Maybe I have a mix, but usually not. And if I have time, I'm doing a little bit more of my own prospecting, right? I'm picking up the phone. I'm knocking on some doors. You know, I'm doing something to introduce myself. You know, nice light touch. Hey, how's it going? I work in the neighborhood. You know, a lot of people to help them buy and sell homes. You know, just wanted to leave my car. You know, we all know how to do that. It's a matter of doing it. So now if I have the money, right, then I can do postcards and handwritten letters and social media marketing that's geographically targeted. And I can really kind of start to use that, you know, that multi-touch campaign to speed up the process of getting in front of them. But if you go into it knowing what you have in terms of resources, you know, and then really get out there and start doing some prospecting and do some marketing, get those first couple of listings, get those signs in the yard, then start talking to as many people in the neighborhood. And that's how I think you start to take some market share from someone else who's been entrenched for a while. Yeah, that's a great answer. And in my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, I talk about that in step five. Mm. Build, build on a success up, not from the ground up. So it's the same thing. What he's saying here, what Adam is saying is, you know, get that first listing. And I tell the story in the book about how I got a first listing by in the million dollar plus range when I wanted to start marketing that by just taking an old junkie expired listing that was easy to get even though I knew it was overpriced I got that first listing to get my foot in the door and so you got to think like that you got to be a junkyard dog and just get the first one and then build on a success up get the second one, third one, and the next thing you know, you'll take over that whole neighborhood. But it starts with the first. And I, I love that idea too of circle prospecting because it, it's a proactive, costless, you know, free approach yep. to you yep. know, building your brand. And, and quite frankly, you can say you're a neighborhood expert with one sale or even no sales. Just like I had mentioned how the agent beat me and also just with one sale, people automatically think because you had one sale in a neighborhood that you know everything about every house in the neighborhood. That's just how people think. It's funny, but it's true. Familiarity, right? That familiarity is huge. Yeah. So uh, let's yeah. wrap this up with a little discussion on Smart Zip. What exactly does Smart Zip do? So Smart Zip is a strategic farming solution and we're built on data and analytics, which is why, you know, people out there can probably hear I'm pretty passionate about it. But we're able to take a given neighborhood and look at a couple thousand attributes on every single property from, you know, information about the home itself, bed count, bath count, lot size, square footage, look at length of residency, look at information about the mortgage, meaning are they coming up on a 5-1 arm? Did they just refi into a 30-year fix? What's their net worth? What's their net income? And then the big brother stuff where we know how old they are, how many kids they have, life interest, buying patterns, all those things. And then study all the homes in that neighborhood that have sold before. And use that machine learning to predict which homes in a neighborhood are going to sell in the next six to 12 months. So kind of speeding up that 18 to 24 month farming process and getting it down to six to 12 months before our clients usually have really good traction in a neighborhood. And then we also help a la carte, you know, really at the, you know, each individual client, we build a custom plan with them doing, we do the handwritten letters, postcards, social media marketing, email nurturing, you know, display advertising online, trying to hit these homeowners in all the different ways so that if I want to be known by agents in the area, you know, SmartStip wants to help them to be known. That way they can get out there and do their part, which is, you know, talk to homeowners. So that's, you know, in short, Pat, and I appreciate the question, kind of that's what we do for real estate agents is, is help them farm a neighborhood better, quicker. And for those that are busy and don't have a lot of time, we automate all that marketing. So they, you know, click 10, 12 buttons and their next six 
months of marketing is all set up to the system and going out, printing postage and, and delivery all handled for. So this is fascinating, Adam. So what percentage, you know, do you narrow it down to? So let's say I'm, I traditionally mail out, you know, a thousand postcards or a hundred postcards. What will sure. Zip narrow that down to? 10%, 10 or, you know, 20? What? In general, roughly. Yeah, it's 20%. Actually, that's what we've found 20%. years of doing this. Yep, top 20%. That's a group to treat a little bit differently. Maybe we don't ignore everybody else, but that top 20%, get this, typically somewhere between 40 and 50% of the listings will come out of that smaller number, make it so that every conversation you have with that group, every dollar you spend, you know, is really, you know, there's a better return on it. Yeah, so you can't guarantee yeah. they'll get the listing, but you can almost guarantee that these people will list yep. 40 percent of them will list 40 50 percent will list in the near future so you know that's great and then you can take a farm of a thousand people that you've mailing on a thousand things to only mail to 200 take the other 800 postcards and pick four new neighborhoods to start targeting and start you know becoming the neighborhood expert and building in exactly right yep you got it i love that just a smarter more efficient way to farm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all of Adam's information on hybendigital.com backslash smart zip, hybendigital.com backslash smart zip, and it's just Z-I-P. And look, buddy, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. I know you got all kinds of things going on. I'm going to put everything we've talked about in the show notes. And Adam, thanks uh, once again, buddy, and, and good luck in all your future endeavors. And next time I'm out your way, we'll definitely get together and break some bread. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you may be listening. If you haven't already, please give us a review. I don't care whether it's a one-star review or a five-star review. We eat feedback for breakfast and we need your reviews. Also, the more reviews we get, the better our guests become. Thanks again for listening and find me on social media simply by typing in my name. I'm Pat Hyben and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.